Hello and welcome to the Faces of Suffolk podcast. This is the third episode, the first proper episode. Uh, you may have listened to some of the interviews on Facebook and SoundCloud and we've developed it into a longer media uh, Faces of Suffolk where we've chatted with Suffolk residents and some born and bred here and some who are more recently uh, moved to the area and chat about their lives and the area in general and I'm um, just trying to prove really that everybody has a story everybody's interesting people often don't think they are but I know they are so um, this week we're joined by Steve um, so should we just stick with first name or are you happy with whatever you want to do mate yeah I don't mind uh, this is know. most people know me by my second name as well yes yeah, fine so some people it's more secretive but you're kind of open person so Steve Joslin is with us today and um, you're born and bred in Suffolk yeah Yes, yes, born and bred, yeah. Well, Ipswich Hospital is where I was born, but uh, lived in Hadley all my life. Uh, a real Suffolk boy. So, so um, did which primary school or schools did you go to in Hadley? Because they've changed a lot over the years, I believe. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, my first school was Threadneedle Street, and uh, that's now a housing estate, so it's sort of proven the age of being now. And uh, then I went to um, Station Road, and then obviously from there I went up to Hadley High School but didn't really like school much so uh, yeah I didn't go as much as I should so. uh, but um, not being a, a fan of school did, but did you enjoy as a child growing up in a Suffolk it is a town but it's more or less a village isn't it yeah I, I, yeah I loved Hadley um, basically in, in Suffolk it's, it's just a great place to be you've got so many places to go you've got so many beaches and places around you and also you know, we just played loads and loads of football, you know, which is something that we just love doing. Yeah, and um, something kids still do today, um, they get criticised for playing video games and stuff a lot, but you still, when the sun's out, you still see people go out with footballs. Um, did you play in Hadley a lot? Was there a lot of places you could go? And Yeah, mainly down at uh, Pike and Way Park, you know, we used to play there because they used to have goals and everything up there at the time, but... Um, that sort of thing is gone now. They sort of just grassed areas and picnic tables. Yeah. Um, none of the none of that sort of thing. It's all basketball and skateboarding and BMXing nowadays. Yeah. I think more than the football uh, pictures and stuff. Yeah. You still you still see it? Uh, is it Coxes Park and Hadley? You see people. I think they've still got a goal there. Yeah. Yeah. Just the one. Traditionally, for us, it was the typical jumpers for goalposts. Yeah. And um, that, that's how we used to play. I mean, I, I grew up in Hadley as well, and it's probably. Not not too too well. Ages aren't that far apart. We'd have we'd have played football on the same field um, at, at some at some point. Um, but did you um, after school? Did you um, go straight into work, or did you go to Ipswich for college or anything? No, I went straight into work. Uh, I worked um, at, a, at Cookson's Inn for as a labourer to start. Um, basically, they used to make massive air raid showers and basically containers and things like that that used to be buried underground and I started there as well, say, as a labourer and picking up all the swarf off the ground and putting it into wheelbarrows and then chucking it into skips. Very hard work, especially in the summer. Yeah. And then they promoted me, well that's what they said, um, and that was, uh, I was insulation the inside of tanks which was absolutely horrendous. So you had to wear big coveralls with tape all the way around your wrists and gloves because the insulation would make it itch like a bugger. Yeah. And uh, basically, yeah, we, we were only allowed in the tanks for us, I think it was around about three hours, and then we had to come out 
um, and have a salt drink, etc. Because in the summer, then they were painted black as well. It was very hot in there. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't have called it promotion myself, but you know. <laughs> and just speaking, and people moan about wearing a face mask now. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might think that's hot, but you aren't going one of them with a bottle of suit on. But was but was it? Yes, yeah, hard work. But was it work you enjoyed? I did at the time, but I was yeah. a lot younger now. I would probably have ended up in the skip by now if I was still working there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and what were the people like you work with? Was it a lot of people from Hadley, the same sort of background as yourselves? Uh, it no? was a mix, to be yeah. fair, you know, a lot from Ipswich, Colchester, and uh, as well as local. Um, but it was, yeah, a good mixture, and they were all a good bunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I weren't there for long, I was only there for six months, I think, seven months, uh, and then I moved on. Yeah. What did you move on to? I moved on to uh, a labourer at a company um, in Elmset uh, who used to make toys. Uh, they were wooden toys uh, for the schools and uh, places like that. As then they moved on to doing shop furniture and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I was there on and off for a good few years, to be honest. I, I think I must have done about nine or ten years there on and off. Nice. So, so you, um, you mentioned furniture. That's in that trade at the moment. Oh, we'll, we can cut the trades at the moment, but we'll talk about the furniture first. Yeah. Um, you selling stuff online and at sort of boot sales. I do, yeah, yeah, online and at car boot sales, uh, all second-hand furniture, which I, I tend to buy and do up and then resell. Um, it's a nice little trade, you know. You can do most of it on the internet. I used to have a shop, um, but for the amount of cost it was to run the shop. Um, it was easier for me to just do it off the internet, um, save the money on wages and uh, obviously costs of running the shop. Um, so, you know, it was the logical choice really was to do, just do it online. Yeah. Have you been here? Um, someone's making some furniture in the background here. Yeah, I like don't even know what that is. Um, but, um, you know, furniture is something you, you work with and obviously love, but it's, I kind of like how you've adapted from, you know, you're doing it on the internet now. Do you think a lot of people who have traditionally done it for a, uh, for a shop but sort of stuck in their ways and won't adapt to the internet as much? I, I, to be fair, I don't think you have the choice now. I think yeah. you have to have, have both or, uh, you know, really, you, you can, even if you've got a shop, you need to be working on the internet um, because you just don't have the customers pulled nowadays. Um, it's it's just one of those things, people shop online and that's yeah. the, that is the way of the world. Yeah, Did you, do you think that's a, a, there's more pluses to that or...? Um, well, uh, I think it's a shame because obviously the high streets are, you know, a good place to meet and talk to people um, as well as to, to shop. Um, and it's getting harder and harder to fill the shops nowadays. Um, but a lot of it doesn't help with the, the costs of what it is to run these places. The old, you know, the, with the council costs and all the other sort of rents and stuff, it, they're just so extreme at the moment that uh, it's it's just a, a choice you don't have really. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it is the way of the world, but you've adapted to it. Yeah. Um, you've, the other trade you're in, which we'll, we'll talk about, is the pub trade. Yeah. Um, where we're sat in a beer garden at the moment, um, listening to someone hammer, who's now stopped, so, so that's good. Um, probably start again in a minute. Um, it's another trade that's changed a lot over the years. Um, going back to, to growing up in Hadley, um, back then, did you use the pubs when you were growing up there? I did, yes, yes, from the 
age of um, 16, maybe <laughs> a little bit less. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, um, you know, get on there, get in there and uh, play on the machines and things and drink a Diet Coke, of course. Yes. You know, at the age of 16, never touch alcohol. No. No. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm growing up having myself and so there's less pubs there now and there's less everywhere. Um, did you, did you, have you seen a big change in that? I mean, um, you run a, a, a drinker's pub. Were, were the pubs like that when you were young, or, or did you go in ones where they were serving food? And I think there was more drinker's pubs then than there was food pubs. Um, uh, that is one thing that has changed. A lot more pubs are actually becoming more foody than they are drinker's pubs, yeah. um, which is a shame. Uh, it, it's it's another thing that people move on and we, they have to adapt and if you can't make the money on the drink you've got to make it on the food and that's just the way the world is now it is another thing which is you've had to adapt yeah so but you must see people who who, who use the drinkers pub and um, that's why they're there um, I, I see this a lot as well and do you can you see drinkers cups pubs coming back into fashion I mean nightclubs are still a thing you don't have a meal in there um, I know the smokers ban had a big big effect on, on it in general but can you see it come around again or do you see more places moving foodie no, I actually think the, the food side of it now has sort of hit its limit and um, people are now starting to move back to the drinkers pub um, because they've had enough of the food pubs you know they're, they're going up and up and up with their quality of food etc and with that obviously the prices are going up uh, for the drinks as well as the food um, you will get you know the, the odd cheap pubs uh, which we don't mention but you know you, you know, the, the, these things are another thing people will spend to what they can actually afford yeah. Um, but it does seem to be a lot of the pubs aren't moving up market now with the foodie things, which then puts the price of the drinks up. So people are they're moving back to the drinkers pub if they want to just come out for a drink, then they would prefer to come to a pub that just serves drink. Yeah, and um, with things like entertainment-wise, um, you, obviously you can watch watch football or any sport uh, in a pub, but with people, do you, do you find that people? Um, like to, to mix when they're watching these things um, and and the, the live music side of things obviously after the lockdown um, people I think want to come out and enjoy music again whereas at the moment they've been mainly watching people playing their front rooms um, to a camera um, do, do you think that's what people get most from a pub more than the drinking side the actual mixing and meeting people yeah definitely it's, it's, all, it's all about the the people that are in the pub, isn't it? It's, uh, if you've got friends and whatever in here, and you, that's where you make friends as well. And it is all about, you know, if you can come out, watch a good band, have food, drinks, chat with your mates, mix and meet new people. That's that, you know that is part of life, and that's what people need to do. And with the way music is now in the pubs, you know, some of the groups are fantastic, and uh, you know, you'd have to pay a lot of money to go and see some of these bands. You know with the quality that they are nowadays and um, you know I think it's a cheap and efficient way to come and see these you know these bands yeah. and obviously get their name out there as well and it helps everybody the pubs it helps them and it gives people a good sense of entertainment yeah and sort of for, for um, going back to Hadley it's a good sense of community as well 
you know, it's a small town, but everyone seems to get together. Do you find that that's a good thing about a smaller town opposed to, well, the pub you own in Ipswich is it's a local to the people who live around there. But do, do you sort of still see pubs as that part of the community um, that maybe nothing else other than maybe churches offer? Uh, well, it, 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 in some places, yes, obviously it is. Um, other places are just drive-through pubs, you know, where people just drive past it and then pop into the beer. But, yeah, I think, like I say, it is, it is a good place to meet. And yeah, if you are a regular to the area, then you you know you will come into your nearest public you know if you like it and uh, so yeah I do think it is yeah have, um, have you met people in, in um, pubs say years ago when you going back to when you first started working um, people you met that, at that point in your life are they still in your life have you stayed friends with many of these people uh, no, to be fair no most of them have moved on and moved away um, obviously we're, there are food that we're on friends with um, still but you know, it's mainly Facebook, to be fair, nowadays, and, and things like that, where I'll speak to the people that I used to see in those pubs, because they're not around the areas anymore, and people's lives change, and things happen, and um, so, yeah, everybody has to move on, and that's just the way of the world, again, you know, it's a big thing. Do you find that, then, that mo um, coming from the, the small town, more people have moved on, branched out, than stayed there most of their life? I mean, you, you, you've lived there all your life, but you've certainly not worked there and you have ventured out um, so do you, do you feel that you're in the minority for, for staying? Uh, very much so, yeah yeah. The, you know, there are a lot of people that are still in Hadley that were in Hadley when I was a youngster um, but yeah, most of them have moved on and moved away yeah, maybe only Ipswich or, or somewhere local, you know, but you know, they, they still move away and you still lose the, you know, being in touch with people you know, because it's just a matter of time as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. you've got everybody's such a busy, you know, person nowadays. It's just a busy lifestyle. And that's yeah, something you're never going to change. I don't think. So is, is, is that something you, you miss from being younger? Then was it, do you find things were a slower pace back then? And yeah, I think obviously when you're younger, you know, you've not got so much to worry about. You've got so many bills <laughs> to pay, and yeah. you know, it's all about playing football and getting a few beers in you. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you know when you uh, grow up and become an adult, these these things change. You know, you have to spend paid more, and yeah, that's uh, yeah, one of the one of the big changes that you have. Yeah, do you, do you still see that that same thing in the younger customers you get in the pub? Then does it sort of remind you of when you were younger, going out for a beer after work and? And the, the the football and fun side of it. Do you still see that in, in people, or do you do you think there's less of that in youngsters nowadays? No, I think that to, to be honest, I think the youngsters, a, a lot of them, are really really good. Um, they they're good customers. They come in and they do enjoy a drink, you know, as we all did when we were younger. And um, they all see that most of them seem to be a very happy, cheerful lot. Um, I know we do have a lot of bad reputation about youngsters, but. I think a lot of the time it's not the younger ones that are the problem, it's, uh, it's the middle-aged chaps and <laughs> ladies that seem to be cause of a lot of the problems rather than the, the youngers, younger ones, you know, they just seem to want to come out, have a laugh and have a drink, which is really nice to see. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because a lot of youngsters, they always have had a bad reputation and then um, you're going back to, you know, you look at 
you know, films made in the 50s with the sort of greasy leather jacket wearing, you know, rebels. But that's sort of how teenagers have always been um, shown on, on TV and books and, and stuff. But then when you actually meet them, they're, they're re really nice kids. And like, for me, that, that's a great thing about, about the pub industry is you, you see these and you, and you see people just out to have fun and that's what it's all about. And um, do you, you know, working in, in the pub, I know mean, you're a bit more behind the scenes, but do, do you just like seeing this, this side of things that sort of keeps you in it in a way? Yeah, yeah I do. Um, you know, we're lucky we've got a, a really good set of customers um, and that obviously helps because the, the better ba customer base you have um, and the better behaved they are, the, the more people want to come in and the more people want to stay. And um, you know, we try and keep on top of everything as much as we can here, as well. And yeah, you know, like I say, it does keep people coming in, you know, because they they like the feel of the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, just going to go back now to the to the furniture side of things. You mentioned the, the, the boot, boot sales and things like that. There's, I don't go to them. They're mainly Sunday mornings. I'm in bed, right? <laughs> um, but it seems that there's there's loads of these around around the area every day of the week almost but mainly Sundays is what I see advertised um, what are the people like at these is, is, is it a nice atmosphere there or is it very competitive buy my stuff my, my boots bigger than your boot kind of thing <laughs> uh, no no it's not like that it is, it is a very good atmosphere it's a it's more of a fun thing I think where a lot of people they just come out try and make a little bit of extra cash get rid of a load of junk which they think is junk which some people would love yeah. and, and that's, and that's part and parcel of it you know some of us are making a business out of it but yeah you know, most people are just there to make a little bit of extra cash yeah um, so it, it got to say it is more of a fun thing you know and sometimes I can pick up some good bargains which I'll resell the next time I'm there yeah excellent um, for people who can't get these how can we actually find you on, on Facebook what's the name of the page uh, it's pre-loves second-hand furniture and clothing yeah. and um, yeah I've been on there a good few years now and um, yeah, if you're interested in anything, if there's something you can't see that you that you need, then just get in contact, and I can find it somewhere on the internet, I'm sure. And um, you know, I'm always up for repairing furniture as well, and uh, we give you a good price on anything like that. Excellent. Um, away from work side of it, other hobbies, any other sports you into? I know you're an Ipswich Town fan, aren't you? Right. So yes, yes, <laughs> we um, someone's got to be, and uh, you know, have been since childhood, and. Uh, watch the good and the bad and uh, you know it's just don't actually go anymore um, that's just obviously work and everything like that I don't get time to go anymore on Saturdays like I used to um, it's uh, another thing that moves on in your life so I'm sort of an armchair supporter now but um, I'll always be an Ipswich fan you, that's just one of those things you can't change once you support a club you should be there for life, and that's that's what I always believe. Yeah. Um, any other sports or any other? Uh, well, yeah, I like uh, motor racing. Um, often go to Santa Pod Raceway with me son and me uh, daughter-in-law and my grandchildren, and uh, have a lovely day there. You know, it, it's a it's a good day for the money. Um, you're there from around about nine o'clock in the morning right away through till five or six o'clock at night, and. Uh, as well as racing, you can go around looking at the cars, as well as looking at collectors' cars and things like that as well. You know, it's, it's not just the racing; it's a it's a whole day out with fairground rides, 
um, little shows, side shows going on with like drifting cars and you know all of that sort of thing. Uh, so you know you get a really good day out there for the money. Yeah. So all, all stuff what happens locally there as well, is it? Is yeah, well, it's all saying the pod, obviously, and uh, I also go to uh, Foxwood Stadium, watch the banger race and then the hot rods and things like that, which is yeah. another good day out. Um, it's a little bit dearer, but there again, you do get a, a, a heck of a lot of racing for your money. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been tempted to get into that side of it? Are you more of a I fan? I did actually. I, did. Did. I actually bought a car once, um, put it in the garden. Um, it was a, a nice little Vauxhall uh, and that had got a twin cam Fiat Mifiori engine in with a gearbox. And uh, that's where it stayed. I never actually got to race it until I sold it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was it really. I, I just never got around to racing it. Uh, it was just something I. Sort of toyed with, but never happened. So I ended up selling it and uh, watched it race instead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's only so many hours in a day, and you, you know, from what we've heard, you, you are a busy man anyway. But it's good that you can still go along and enjoy it. Um, I know um, I've been to gigs with you myself, so I know, you, know you're into music, um, and you're keeping busy. And um, you, you mentioned um, your kids and grandkids. Do they they all live locally? They do. Yeah, yeah. They're um, all in. Well, I say all. Um, my son and his missus and the kids, they're all in Hadley. Um, my daughter lives in Bramford, Brampton, even, uh, Bramford. <laughs> I'll get there in the end. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, you know, they, she's moved to that area um, with her other half because they are um, obviously bought a house there and they're now doing that all up. And uh, it will be finished very soon and then they're going to stay in there for about a year. Then they're going to move on to somewhere else and do the same again. Um, being a builder, that's that's the sort of thing he does. So uh, yeah, he, he's going to make a lot of money out of it one day, I'm sure. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so about you know, the local, you've stayed local. Have you ever been tempted to move away from the area? Uh, it's, it's something that may happen when we retire more than anything. I think, but whether it will or not is another thing. I think uh, you know. When you're in an area like we are, and you've got so much around you anyway, you know why? Why do you need to move? You know, there's yeah. so much you can do. You know, so it, it, yeah, we'll see. That's so, one yeah. of those things we don't really know yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but do you? Um, obviously, you settled here. But do you uh, travel at all? Go on holiday often? Basically, do you get away from the area a lot? Well, we we do a couple of times a year. Normally, we sometimes we go up to <coughs> Norfolk, um, you know, and have a little bit of a break up there. Um, in October, fingers crossed, we were going to Scotland um, on a coach trip. So I must be getting old. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, something we've we've never ever been to Scotland. We've been to Newquay and Cornwall and all of Devon and all of that. Um, but um, never been to Scotland, so we thought we'd give that a try. Furthest we've been up is um, Liverpool Way, um, St Helens. We've been, uh, we've got some friends there, um, and uh, obviously we love going to Greece, and uh, been there quite a few times as well, which was yeah. a good experience. Yeah. So um, I think that Suffolk's kind of underrated and gets a bit of a, a bad rep. Um, do you see this, or do you just see? people just being generally happy about where they live? Or? Yeah, well, I, I think everybody moans about something some days and it, it's just one of those things, you know, if something happens, 
you know, you'll moan about it, but then when you actually sit back and look and see what you've got, sometimes you sort of, you know, you've got to see how lucky you actually are with what you've got around you, you know, it's, it's not always about the place, it's about the people, and if the people are good around you and, you know, wherever you move to, there's always going to be some bad ones, you know. Yeah. You know, all in all, I would think a lot of people are happy in Suffolk. Yeah, and, and even if they, they realise it, it might be a case of the grass is already greener. Yeah. Um, which I, I've found with people, and um, especially coming from a little town like Hadley, you get the ones who seem to moan about it, I find, are the ones who, who don't venture out. It's like, you know, I've lived near there or, or there my whole life. You, you've lived there your whole life, but you get out and do things. Um, you know, I say if you disagree, but I find the ones who have been sat in the same pub for 50 years. Um, and don't venture out even to Ipswich are the ones who complain about it. Mm. Do you find that the same and people who've moved on talk about it in a good good way? Yeah, I, I think that because obviously what you haven't seen you're not going to know about, are you? So you're always going to complain about what you're, you're sitting in. Yeah, that's true. Going yeah. out and having a look around and seeing what's about you. Because uh, there's a hell of a lot of worse places than, than Hadley, you know, and, and Suffolk. It's, yeah, people have got to realise how lucky they are, really. Yeah, and um, with the the recent lockdown, I mean, living somewhere like Hadley must have been great for just to get out and have a walk and the quietness there. Did you, did you find that? Yeah, definitely. Is. There's, you know, we've got some lovely places to walk. We've got the river walk, and we've got the, loads of walks up around behind fields and that all around Hadley. Um, you know, it's a great place to go for walks, and uh, you've got some lovely scenery and a heck of a lot of green stuff. So you should be fine, really. You know. My dog loves it. You know, he does a good old walk around the town and stuff, and it's it's a good place to be. Yeah, there's, you know, we are lucky um, with what we've got around us. Yeah, and you mentioned your dog there. Well, I've met your dog. Your dog's great. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about Titch. Oh well, Titch, we we got Titch off uh, my daughter's uh, husband. Um, basically, he'd got uh, two staffies, um, a boy and a girl, obviously, and they had pups and we had a greyhound at the time called Tango and um, they wanted to get rid of the pups but they only wanted them to go to sort of like people that they knew or people that you know they had a good home and place for them to be um, so we sort of had a look at Titch and he was sort of like the runt of the litter at the time and uh, we had him for a few days just to see how he got on well with our uh, greyhound and um, they got on really well after the first couple of sort of days and uh, so you know to the disgruntlement of my wife um, we managed to keep him and uh, now I don't think she would ever sort of get rid of him because he's just part of the family um, but oh, Tango she's, she's moved on now she's uh, gone to the stairway in heaven and um, but, uh, you know, Titch missed her for a little while, but now he's more than happy to be on his own and uh, taking all the bed up by, by himself <laughs> now, yeah, and giving us just a little bit on the corner, you know, if we're lucky. <laughs> Have you always had dogs then? No, not really. No, Tango was our first. Um, and to be fair, the wife didn't really want her either, but, uh, you know, I went up and uh, brought her home, so she had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we just got... You know, Titch as well, and uh, it's one of those things. It's a, it is a, a lock on your life, but it's, it's worthwhile because you know a dog 
you know, no matter how bad you're feeling, whenever you come home, they'll always make you feel a lot better because they just want you, you know, yeah. there's a thing, they just come straight to you and uh, no matter what they've been up to, they're more than happy to say hello, you know, yeah. they're always happy. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to say this, I know someone who comes in the pub with a dog and that dog seems to love you more than anybody else <laughs> and um, I think that's a, a natural thing with some people and, and you're, you're good with animals and they can sense that and uh, that, that's, that's quite a surprise, surprised me when you said that you hadn't had dogs for, for longer actually. Yeah, yeah was, uh, we had cats because that's what my mum always had, you know, yeah. so we were sort of like a cat family but I'd always in the back of my mind wanted a dog. Yeah, you know, because I'd always loved dogs, and um, yeah, and it, it's it is a funny thing that uh, yeah, Angel does uh, <laughs> love me rather a lot, and uh, whenever I see the dog, it, she goes mad, and yeah, uh, good mad, yeah, good yeah. mad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just just won't leave me alone. Basically, yeah. sits on my lap from from the minute I'm there to the minute I've gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that's something they can sense definitely. I know that dog, and she's very, she's a human, yeah, very friendly with every, every human she meets but if I, always come up to me if I'm on my own but if you're stood next to me she'll go straight to you. Yeah, she's, is, she's, she's a rummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is another, another rarity, you've been happily married for a long time. I have, yes, and, it's a very uh, long time. Yes. Do you, do you, uh, that's nothing I've noticed more, people who live in villages, and this might be just for people I know, villages in small town do stand, tend to stay together longer and um, you're married to someone you met when you was younger in Hadley as well mm. and that's that's not not unlike my parents who from Suffolk small villages um, yeah that's that's a rarity and do, do you see sort of growing up in that town this this a lot of people whereas people of, of my age I know people my age have been married three times for example yeah. but they've lived in bigger towns bigger cities do you think that's more of a people are more traditional in that way um, I don't know if it is I think it's um, because when you when I look around at a lot of the people that uh, friends and that that were married uh, divorced and moved on and all that sort of thing you know to be fair um, I only actually know it's me and uh, my mate David uh, I think we're the only two that are actually still oh. married yeah. Um, but uh, it's um, yeah it, it's it's something where you you need to be friends as well as um, you know as well as a, a couple and lovers or whatever. Uh, it's it's definitely you've got to be a friendship and yeah. you've definitely got to lead your own lives as well as you know being together. Um, and like I say, you it's it's it's, it's a hard, it can be hard and yeah. uh, you know things do go wrong. Um, but you know if you if you really want to be together, you will stay together. Yeah, and probably having the dog helps. Oh, definitely. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because I love him so much. Yeah. And the missus hates it. <laughs> He's always with me, and she's not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and um, you sort of touched on it earlier. I mean, you, you've worked in the two trades now, and you said eventually, you know, you might settle down somewhere else once you get older. But um, have you got uh, anything else in the pipeline, or are you just? Uh, sticking to the, this at the moment? Uh, at the moment it's um, pretty much sticking to this. Um, Maybe may looking at um, buying a, a, f a flat to let um, at some point in the future. Um, but that's obviously something that uh, yeah, we have to take some serious looking at because obviously that's a big expense. Uh, yeah. and, uh, but um, if we do, I, I should be doing it with somebody else. Um, 
to you know obviously help with the costs and you know something like that. But apart from that, really, it's, it's a case of really doing, doing what we love and staying with what we've got. You know. Yeah. And did you feel that doing the different things? I mean, like a lot of people are, I know they've got that one job and then maybe the one hobby. But you have got a few things. Do you think people are happier doing that? As you. Well, Fingers I'd, in more pies, so to speak. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to move around and do different things. You know, my, my thing was I used to stay at a job for three years and then move on um, because I used to find that if you'd done it for any longer than that, your pay rises would get less. So you had to move on to get a better pay rise. Whereas, obviously, nowadays, the jobs are not quite so much out there, especially with the COVID um, going on. Uh, so it, it's probably going to be that people will stick with what they've got for now. Because it's, it's the big worry if you move on, you don't know how secure that job is. Yeah. But you don't know how secure any job is now. Really. No, exactly. That's that's the thing with nowadays. Um, if things were, you know, if we lived in sort of easier times, would you recommend people trying different jobs and doing different things, opposed to just sticking what you know to what you know? I would, yeah, definitely, because you know you get stuck in a rut or you get bored, you know. And I I do find it nice to go somewhere else and find something different because if you move somewhere else even if you're doing the same job you, you may learn something different and yeah. that I find um, interesting and, and that's more why I moved is to just do something slightly different even if it's the same job you will find different things because you know, when I started out my trade as, as a wood finisher um, I actually started at the company as a, as a labourer and moved on to spraying, sort of by accident really, this one of the sprays was off ill and um, my boss asked me if I could you know, have a go at it and see what I would do and you know, after a couple of weeks he thought I was better than the guy that he was actually paying to do it so yeah. I ended up doing it full time and like I say I was there for, for nine odd years but I've, I've actually been in wood finishing for thirty odd years now um, and been through a lot of different companies um, but done a lot of really interesting stuff, you know, we've yeah. done, done things for movies as well as uh, for famous people in their kitchen, doing their kitchens and things like that, but uh, yeah, it's a great thing to do, move on and look around. And, yeah. And, you know, is that, is that what you find, I mean, to, to keep doing different things and so it sounds like you, you're one who isn't scared to keep learning and keep trying different things, because like you said, you don't want to get stuck in a rut, which I find some people do, but you know, career-wise or, or hobby-wise, they stick to the same thing all the time. Um, so you, you definitely recommend just trying the different thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, it, it, I definitely would recommend it. it like I say, it, you're going to learn something wherever you go, and that is the thing. You know, the more you learn, the better you get at your job. Yeah. And that, that's the thing I find. Um, I, I had to basically stop doing a doing my uh, wood finishing as a proper career um, due to health reasons um, which then helped move me on into the, this pub career as well um, but you know I would definitely recommend moving on and, and yeah. trying other things yeah, yeah. Um, I heard you mention uh, celebrities there have you got any, any stories of anyone that you met through through work um, yeah we've uh, I think uh, we've done a kitchen for Delia Smith uh, for her channel, <laughs> one of her Channel Four movie um, cooking things. Uh, Did you mention football to her? No, you? definitely not. Because no, she no, was no. an Ipswich fan. She jumped ship. She did, yes, yes. And uh, 
they're obviously they're doing rather well, aren't they? So uh, you know, well, I say they're up above us anyway. You know, in leagues. So yeah, yeah. yeah but um, also uh, done a few things from different movies and movie stars as well. But um, uh, oh, Alan Shearer as well. Yeah, we done his kitchen. I forgot about that one. Nice. Yes, yes, done his kitchen as well. Ah. Never met him though. Ah, oh. so yeah. yeah. But, but he'll, he'll happily use a kitchen that you... you oh, definitely. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, so, yeah. And um, did you, can you remember any of the movies you worked on? Uh, worked on Quantum of Solace. Oh, the, the Bond. James Bond film. Yeah. yeah. We've done a lot of the um, interiors to the plane uh, and uh, sort of furniture, bits and pieces mm. for that as well. And also done the bar on the aeroplane, the Virgin Atlantic aeroplane that they were on at the time. Uh, which he sat at, which I, I sprayed and spent many an hour on, and just to see it in the film in the dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go off on one a bit here. Um, yesterday they announced that a poll for the they voted people's favourite bonds. Now I'm not really a bond fan, but um, two favourite bonds from you, Carl quickly because I was surprised um, with these results. Let me think. Uh, I like. Um, one who's the Bond now, I think he's quite good. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. And obviously, the only other one that I really like would be, um, I can't think of his name now, a really famous one, was married to Catherine Zeta Jones. No. Well, that's, uh, you mean Michael Douglas, who wasn't a Bond? Oh, no, not Michael Douglas. Sean Connery. Sorry, Sean Connery. Ah, yes. okay. So Sean yeah. Connery was voted the best, yeah. right? Oh, he was, yeah. Then I think it was Timothy Dalton. Yeah, then, surprised then he didn't do He'd done two, and then yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, where's Roger Moore? Yeah, well, Roger yeah. Moore was the, the, the comedy one, the yeah. everything was in innuendo, and basically the only one I like because he's a bit rude. <laughs> and I'm like, because yeah. even his name's a bit rude, you know, Roger yeah. Moore. <laughs> um, but yeah, that really surprised me. I think, I'm not, I reckon Daniel Craig would have been the fourth with Pierce. Yeah. When Pierce Brosnan came on. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. He's the boyfriend out of Mrs. Doubtfire, and that's it. That's right, yeah. No, um, I, I agree with you there. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it could be that the people that voted could have been a lot younger, maybe. Yeah, or older being Sean Connery. Yeah. No, I don't know, yeah. No, well, Sean well, maybe, yeah, after, yeah. weren't he? Sean Connery was the first Bond. Was he the first Yeah, Bond first Bond, then Roger Moore. Yeah. Then George Lazenby, I think, or George Lazenby was in between. Yeah. He'd done one film. Um, and then... Um, Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton were later on and yeah. I always call him um, Craig David but it's Daniel Craig <laughs> isn't Craig, it yeah. Craig David was the, the artiste yeah. Um, so yeah we went off on one of our films there that's good um, was that something you enjoyed um, you seem too busy to, to be you were in a Pe- Peaky Blinders t-shirt which oh, is yes. a TV series so yeah. do you watch much TV and I, I do yeah yeah I watch TV in the evenings yeah while I'm on my phone and internet and stuff like that yeah. so I sort of do two things at once most of the time yeah <laughs> are, you, are you a modern person are you into the Netflix and Amazon Prime oh, and that sort yeah. of thing? Netflix is yeah that's dangerous yeah, yeah there's too many good things on there yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I binge watched uh, something called The Fall um, over the last few days uh, yeah that was a really good series well so, worth a watch so you are a binge I'm, I'm more of the traditional one episode a week yeah. But you can watch, you, you know, nowadays someone mentioned a TV series that says it's come out on a Monday. There's 22 episodes, and by Wednesday they've seen them all. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. That, that was 
because I think it depends on what it is you're watching, um, especially like this thing called The Fall. It was one of those things you just wanted to keep watching, and you needed to watch the next part yeah. just to see what happened. And uh, yeah, it was, it's a great series, and I would definitely recommend to watch that. Yeah, so so, so busy doing doing loads. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another thing I was going to say with um, the TV stuff. Um, if they were, this is uh, we have these emergency questions. If there was a series or a film about your life, who would you like to get to play you, and who do you reckon they'd actually get? Uh, to play me? Yeah. Yeah. God. Bloody hell. I don't know, really. Um, this is a difficult one. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like it to be Arnie Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he used to have a really good body, you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You'd like it to be him, but that's, that's the thing. With, the thing about this for myself, I'd like it to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. but they get his twin Danny DeVito to play me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, probably better, right? <laughs> isn't it, for us, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's like if anybody, um, I mean, the, the stuff you've done with a bit of creative writing, there could be a TV series about your life, and it would be, yeah. it wouldn't be the the same old. It wouldn't be Last of the Summer Wine where it's the same episode every week. <laughs> There'd be different seasons and different things, different. But there's, there's been it's an interesting life that you're leading because you, even though you've done lots of things, you've had the consistency of yeah, long term relationship and you've lived in the same town. So I think you've, it's, it's good you've got that balance. So um, yeah, would you any, any? This is a bit bit of a dark one, but any anything you think you'd have done differently? Uh. <laughs> not gone into business with me. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, even even with the school thing, you know, not you know, going to school as, as much as I should have done. Um, I think since I left school, I learned so much more mm. um, because I wanted to learn it. If you know what I mean. It, at school, I didn't really. I weren't that wanting to do the stuff. You know, it was. It's a strange thing. I think you should go to school from a, a later age because when you want to learn, because um, as a child, I don't think you want to learn. Really, no, you want to be playing football. That's, That's it. The, yeah. yeah. And um, I've, like I say, since I've left school and, and done all the things I've done, I've learned so much more, and I understand so much more of what I should have been learning when I was at school. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, because uh, as life throws things at you. You, you tend to learn these different things, like uh, obviously running a business and doing all the finances and things like that. You know, these things um, you should have learned at school, really, um, like the math stuff and things like that. I never had a great deal of um, exam results. Well, I had exam results, but they weren't great. Um, and that was down, down to me not being at school enough. But I don't regret that because I've learned so much more since I've left. Um, I shouldn't really say that, but well, you know, yeah. end of the day, I, I, it's one of those things. School is is a great thing, but sometimes I think you should start at an older age. Yeah, <laughs> I think school, in theory, is brilliant. You know, it's uh, it tries to teach you all all the basics, and uh, but it's it's pretty much impossible to learn something if you don't want to. Mm. And when you're at that age, when you first start school, you need to be into taught the basic read writing. You just want to play. You want to, um, but then you get to to mix with different kids, and then. Um, but I, I still kind of think school is a way to conform you into nine to five work. But what else you can do with kids all day? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's that it, anything in life has got its pros and cons. And like you say, you, you can learn what you want after that. Yeah. Like, like you've you've proven 
Um, so I think I think you get you, you've clearly got your social skills from being forced to hang about with people the same age sort of thing. Yeah. So and as you say, you don't regret it, and probably looking back, you probably had more fun than you thought you did at the time. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, mean, I think a lot of things with school as well as uh, the, the bullying and things like that is a is a big problem that uh, really needs sorting out. Um, it's it can determine how somebody does at school. I think that, that's that's true, and it's, it's sort of it's the way of the world now. It's like but kids get and adults bullied in workplace and school. Um, then they go home, turn on the computers, and it carries on. Yeah. So in that respect, it's, it's probably got worse, and you see, you see a lot of this. And everybody wants to help, but but do they? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's, the schools are so restricted to what they can do now compared to how they used to be when we were in school or I was in school, um, which I think is a bad thing. Um, you know, I, if someone does something wrong, they've got to learn from that lesson. Um, and I think you know put them in a room by themselves or expelling them from school things like that I don't think that's a punishment really because when you look at it most kids don't care if they're at school or not you know so if they're expelled they're not going to be that worried yeah that's so I mean I, I was made to write out line after line after line of something I've done wrong I took away my my lunch break or you know um, and I think that that didn't hurt me it wasn't a physical but you made you think about it, and you were you were excluded from what you want to be enjoying. Whereas they just excluded kids from school. Yeah, yeah they would just play PlayStation, wouldn't they? That's it. Yeah, beat <laughs> their mates after school. Yeah, know, and and just move on to more of what they were doing to start with. Yeah. I, I will add that that only happened a couple of times. I wasn't always in trouble at school. <laughs> I was a massive wimp and was scared. Um, me so, too. <laughs> that's that's the way to get through life. Just be scared. <laughs> Yeah, and, you'll, you'll, and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, we've got up to about forty-five minutes. Really? Just want to want to say thanks. Um, and um, it's a bit of a cheesy ending, but we've sort of covered a lot. Um, I just um, could you just just sum up Suffolk life in maybe a sentence or a few words? Uh, about Suffolk life, you know, it's it's great, really. To be fair, you've got lots and lots around you. You've got beautiful areas. Uh, you can go for picnics, go to the seaside, and that's all only half hour away from most people, you know, 45 minutes, and you've got, you're at a beach, so, you know, why not stay here? It's definitely worthwhile. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs>